in the church say praise the Lord. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand clap. Let's make our audience, our webcast audience feel welcome. Amen. Thank you for coming to the house of the Lord. Experiencing uh, Harvest Time Crusade. We always have a great time at Harvest Time Crusade. And I believe that tonight's not going to be any different. And uh, I got a call from uh, brother or a text from brother Moppin, and he is going to come in sometime uh, tonight and uh, be here for in the morning. So uh, we're excited about all of our uh, folks coming together for this great event. And had a baptism last night, and we just uh, appreciate <laughs> brother Kevin. Amen. And uh, I've got the baptistry heated up again, so. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. We just know something's going to happen. Amen. And uh, we want to remember uh, in the morning, of course, our, uh, pr our praise team practice will be at 10 a.m. Keep that in mind. And then uh, we have some play practices Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's 6.30, 6.30, and 10.30 respectively. Uh, we have our men's meeting coming up the first Monday of the month. 6 p.m., encourage all men to attend, have a great time together. And uh, our Christmas ornament exchange is coming up Friday, December the 1st. That's for the ladies. That will be at 7 p.m. right here at CAC. And then our Christmas program will be Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m. And then we round out the year and end the year with our New Year's Eve celebration we start at 9 p.m. We go past midnight, so we're going to have a great time. How many is glad that you made it this far through the year? The Lord's been good to you. If the Lord's been good to you, why don't you just reach over and shake somebody's hand, reach behind you and shake somebody's hand and tell them you're glad you're, that they are here. Amen. Amen. So glad you're here. So glad you're here. So glad you're here in Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord is good. Amen. Well, with all that said and done, I want to go to the Lord in prayer, and I want to pray uh, that the Lord's going to move here tonight and going to touch each and every one of us. We're going to leave here with a fresh anointing. We're going to leave here with a revival spirit. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. Lord, I pray that you would move in a mighty way for each and every one that is gathered here. You know their needs and their situations, circumstances. I just pray that you would move in a mighty way for each and every one. I pray that you would touch those that are watching by webcast. I pray, Lord, that you would bless the singers. I pray that you would bless the musicians. I pray, Lord, that you would get glory out of everything we do as we lift up your name, as we praise you in song and music, Lord. I pray that you would get honor from it. And Lord, I'm going to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord another mighty hand clap.
Hallelujah. How many has the Holy Ghost? Come on, how many's got the Holy Ghost? You're to let it fall on you again. You're to let it fall on you again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It'll get you through your rough day. It'll get you through your valleys. It'll get you through your tough times. You gotta let the Holy Ghost fall on you again. Hallelujah. I don't know. Sometimes I think that we think that once we got the Holy Ghost, we don't have to let it move us anymore. But I believe that we got to come to the house of the Lord and say, Lord, I need you to move in my life right now. I need the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to start speaking in tongues. Somebody ought to start rejoicing. Somebody ought to start letting the Holy Ghost move you right now. Come on, somebody. Let the Holy Ghost move you. to this house. Amen. Amen. Let's remember uh, Elizabeth Hope. Let's remember Jean Harris family, Renee Stiltner. Uh, Brother Justin is here, but he still needs a touch. Let's remember Kaisley Hinkle, Jake Dotson, uh, Jack King uh, family. Let's remember them. Uh, Jack passed away. He was a school teacher for many, many years here in Phelps. And so let's remember the Jack King family. 
and also Brian Charles. They found him dead uh, today, and let's remember the Brian Charles family, just uh, uh, what most people would consider a young man. And uh, let's remember Charlotte Vainzettel. This is Sister Joy uh, Briggs' sister, who is, uh, who is not doing well and needs a miracle from the Lord. So let's remember uh, Charlotte in prayer. If you have a prayer request you'd like to make known just by the raising of your hand. The Lord sees that. He knows what that represents. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before your presence. Lord, we thank you because you're our healer. We thank you, Lord, that we can call upon your name. It doesn't matter where we are, where we find ourselves, what condition we find ourselves in. We can call upon your name and you will hear and you will come to our rescue. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one that is on our prayer list, each and every one who is watching by way of webcast, each and every one in this sanctuary that raised their hand, that, Lord, you would just begin to move in a mighty way, that they would receive what they have need of. Lord, let our faith be increased in this service. Lord, let us give everything to you. Let us release everything out of our hands into yours. Lord, I pray that you would touch those that are sick and afflicted, that need deliverance and need healing, whether they're on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. Lord, I pray that you would bring healing to them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Everything can change, everything can change 
mention of his name everything can change everything can change just a mention of his name
take up tonight's offering. Give us the Lord blesses you. everything. Lord, we give back to you what you have given unto us, and Lord, we ask for your blessings to flow tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
Hallelujah. Sometimes you never appreciate the sunshine until you have a storm. You never understand the mountaintop until you go through your valley. That's why a lot of times we go through things. It's not because God doesn't love us. He wants to show His power and authority how He can lead us out. If we always are on the mountaintop, we think sooner or later we got there by ourselves. But it's like the old saying goes, if you see a turtle on a fence post, he didn't get there by himself. Amen. Somebody put him there. Well, I'm glad to say the Lord put you there. He put me there. And I'm glad that Brother Chester is here and he's put him here. I believe that we are going to have a great word of, of the Lord right now. I believe we ought to put our hands together. Give a good, warm, cornerstone, apostolic church. Welcome to Brother James Chester, the men's director of the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you. Let's give the Lord some more praise. He's worthy of all of the praise. Hallelujah. 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 So good to be with you all tonight once again. Always look forward to being with your great pastor and first lady. It is truly an honor to consistently come back this direction. And uh, I'm happy to report that um, I didn't ride the snakes back on the way down here. I found another way. I, uh, uh, brother and Logan, Brother Blankenship, his son's been coming up and, and, and helping us a little bit with the music, and he was at the church today giving my daughter some lessons, and he showed me another way. And, man, I'm, I'm not dizzy-headed. I'm actually standing up here and being able to see you all tonight. So I'm, I'm, I feel good. Hopefully I'll preach a little better maybe because of that. But uh, it, is, it is always a treat. I mean, this time of year and, and coming here and being a part of these services, it's wonderful. And uh, we are thankful for um, this church and uh, for steadfast truth, for the continuing of propagating God's truth year after year after year. It is a blessed thing when a community has the apostolic truth preached every single week. A refuge for souls, a place where people can come and worship and know that they're going to hear the Word of God, know that the Word of God is going to be preached, and always great to be in the house of the Lord with you all, and I'm so thankful. I want to give honor uh, to Brother Puckett, who I believe preached last night, and then Brother Moppin tomorrow, and here I am sandwiched between. So I'm going to do my best to preach to you what I feel like the Lord laid on my heart uh, laid, put in my spirit for this evening. So if you've got your Bible, let's look in Mark chapter 5, and we're going to go from verse number 1 down through verse number 6, Matthew, or excuse me, Mark, I said it wrong, Mark 5, and verse number 1 down through verse number 6. The Bible says, and there came over unto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarens, and when he was, excuse me, and when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwellings among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Everyone say chains. Because that after he had been often bound with fetter and chains, everybody say chains. 
and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. Verse 6, such a powerful verse of Scripture. It says, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. He ran and worshipped him. That's all I'm going to read at, at this moment, but I do want to give you my uh, subject for the evening. I want to preach tonight simply letting God address your demons. Letting God address your demons. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Thank you for being here this evening. In a time when the shadows of despair and darkness loomed over a small village, there lived a man who was known by many, but truly understood by none. This man was an outcast. He had become a living legend in his own right, the demoniac. His life had become a living nightmare, plagued by tormenting demons that had taken possession of his very soul. Thank you. His existence was a spectacle of agony, and the village folks had given up hope on him, choosing instead, they had given up on him, choosing instead to confine him to the tombs on the outskirts of town, far from the eyes of those he might disturb. The demoniac, as they called him, was a man in chains, not of his own making, but chains that bound his mind and his spirit, chains that robbed him of his identity, chains that had left him isolated from society, chains that left him helpless against the relentless torment of the demons within. But in the divine plan, there was a moment destined to shatter the chains of his suffering, a moment that not that would not only change his life, but leave an indelible mark on all who witnessed it. One fateful day in the distance, a stranger approached, a man whose very presence was radiant, full of hope and deliverance. It was none other than Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. And as Jesus drew near to the tombs, the demoniac's tortured soul stirred with a glimmer of hope, he had thought had long been extinguished. The very demons that had tormented him for so long recoiled in the presence of the one who was their ultimate undoing. And at that moment, as Jesus and the demoniac stood face to face, the power of divine intervention clashed with the forces of darkness, setting the stage for a miraculous transformation that would shake the foundations of the world. I want to say to you this evening that we are living in a world today when you don't even have to drive but a couple of miles and you'll find somebody who are in the deep clutches of Satan. And what we must do is still proclaim to this generation that Jesus is still the answer. That Jesus can still deliver that Jesus can still set free. Hallelujah. 
and let's just, let me preach a little bit to you tonight. The truth is in life there's moments that we find ourselves entangled, ensnared by the chains of limitation. And these chains can take on different forms, different looks. It can be the weight of a past mistake. It can be the burden of unfulfilled dreams. It could be the haunting regrets that echo in the corridors of our mind. And like the demoniac of old, we too can be bound by invisible but very real chains. But I'm happy and excited and thankful to proclaim to you tonight the words of our Lord who declared, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. In these words, we find the promise of liberation. Jesus not only came to deliver a man possessed by demons, but to offer deliverance for all. He came to break the chains that shackle us and to set us free from the captivity of sin and despair. I saw this quote recently and I wanted to share it with you tonight. You don't have to be defined by your past. You can redefine your future by seeking God's deliverance. We are not bound by our past nor are we condemned to repeat its mistakes through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and his indwelling presence, we have the capacity to redefine our future. And I come to preach a message to somebody in this place tonight. You have tried to fight the devil long enough. You've tried to put off the demons long enough. You've wrestled and you have failed. But I come to tell you it's about time you let Jesus address your demons. It's about time you let the Lord address your demons. We gain power over our demons when the Lord Jesus, God manifested in the flesh, addresses them with his power. The chains that once held us captive lose their grip when we are born again, which means we are born from above as the Holy Ghost takes residence in our hearts. It's not by our might, it's not by our strength, but it's his spirit, it's his spirit that sets us free. Hallelujah. Before we really grasp the magnitude of the transformation that occurred when the demoniac encountered Jesus, it's essential tonight that I paint a vivid picture of his condition. Picture, if you will, a man whose very existence had become synonymous with torment. The, dem the demoniac was a prisoner in his own body, a battleground for his demons. He wandered among the tombs, far removed from the embrace of loved ones. He was an outcast, uh, even among outcasts. And in Mark chapter 5 and verse 2, we encounter 
this wretched soul. And the Bible says that when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the, out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Had his dwelling among the tombs. No man combined him, no not with chains, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains, in the tombs, crying, cutting himself with stones. Such a desperate state of the demoniac, a life that was completely ravaged by darkness, isolation, and despair. And then the glimmer of hope emerged on the horizon. He found Jesus. And in the midst of his darkest, deepest moments, he recognized the transformational power of worship. Somebody say worship. Even as the demons within him recoiled in the fear of the Holy One, the demoniac went before Jesus, the Lord, his maker, and he worshiped. We can learn a lesson from the demoniac. There's some things that we just need to take to the presence of God and worship and let God speak to Come on, are you hearing me? The burden really ain't on your shoulders tonight. God's not called you into whipping the devil in shape. We've got that power through the blood of Jesus. And it's about time that we as the church says, I'm going to let Jesus address my demons. I'm going to let Jesus address my issues. I'm going to let Jesus. And how do I do that? I go to worship even though I've got problems. I go to worship even though I've got struggles. I go to worship even though I've got sickness. I go to worship even though I've got marriage troubles. I go to worship. Would you worship him tonight? Would you worship him tonight? I come to preach to somebody tonight. This demoniac was not an exorcist. Are you hearing me? He was not a professional devil bouncer. He didn't work in devil security and knew how to pounce and bounce the devil out of his life. He was not an exorcist. He didn't know the rules. He didn't know the words. He didn't know any of that. All he knew when he was faced with the son of the living God and he wanted to worship and bow before him. And I'm telling you with anybody on the planet bows before God and worships him, you bring every problem you have into his presence. You bring any demon you have into his presence. You bring any sickness that you have into his presence. I wish somebody would get a hold of this tonight. You don't have to be an exorcist to get rid of the devil. You need to be a worshiper. You need to be somebody that's decided, I'm gonna worship even though I got issues. I'm gonna worship even though I've got brokenness. I'm gonna worship even though. feel a pastoral spirit coming on me right now. 
I see people, I see people come to church and they look beat up. They look wore out. So much for the church that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. They beat up. And I figured out why. They started fighting their own battles. And they no longer worship. You've been fighting with this issue with your children and you're losing. You get mad about it, you get defeated, and you come to the house of God trying not to hurt your feelings, arms crossed, seated back with no desperation, with no faith, with no worship. I'm telling somebody, you've got a misconception idea of what it is to be submitted to God and let him address some issues. I'm gonna tell you right now, God will allow you to go out and get beat up every day until you finally figure out, I got victory when I worship. I get victory when I praise him. I get victory. When are you going to have enough and say, Lord, I'm bringing this issue to your presence and I want you to address my demons. I want you to address my dysfunction. I want you to address my problem. Amen. Amen. Praise God. The devil does not want you to bring your issue to the Lord. He wants us to be a church that's trying to solve it on our own, by our own hand and by our own power. I see it happen. And he will let us go without him. And at some point, we got to learn the lesson. What are you preaching, preacher? Let me tell you the lesson that I learned. I didn't forgive myself of all my sins. My sins was not remitted by my ability. I did not fill myself with power. He filled me with the Holy Ghost. He forgave me of my sins. He washed away my sins through watery baptism. He's the one that directs and and corrects my past and my history. Why would I ever live in a time when I didn't allow God to address problems and issues in my life? I'm preaching to somebody tonight. It's high time you bring it to Jesus. It's high time you bring your issue to him and let God address Dress your demons. I find it so profound and powerful what's stated in Psalm 95 and 6. He said, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. In that moment of worship, the demoniac experienced a touch from God. And the chains that had had him bound for so long began to shatter. 
all seem lost. When we find ourselves in the tombs of despair, there's hope in worshiping the one who is the maker and our deliverer. Just as the demoniac's life was transformed, our lives can be radically changed when we come before the Lord in worship and surrender. We as the apostolic church cannot lose the fine art of surrender and submission. I think sometimes we've taken it a little too far with just take some authority. Because when you just take some authority, a lot of times you're trying to use your own authority. You've got to surrender unto God. You've got to submit unto God for the authority to flow and for the authority to work. We've got to be a church that's not ashamed to come to the house of God and say, you know what? I've had a demon on my trail all week. I'm going to bring him right here to the presence of God. And Lord, I want you to deal with it. This moment, let me, let me say a couple of things to you. There was this profound moment after experiencing this life-transforming power. One might expect the demoniac to follow the Savior to go with him and seek refuge. However, something extraordinary occurred. And we need to hold on to this lesson tonight. Jesus imparts, in Matthew 28, 19, Jesus imparts what is known as the Great Commission. He said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them, to, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. This command, it's about spreading the message, the gospel to all four corners of the earth. And here's a twist in the demoniac story. Instead of going with Jesus physically, the demoniac was sent back to his own community. Now, why did Jesus make that choice? The answer lies in this profound significance of ministering locally. The demoniac was not only delivered from the chains of the demons, but he was also entrusted with a mission to minister right where he was among his own people. The demoniac, an outcast in his own town, was now a living testimony to the power of God. Just as the demoniac's life was changed, he became an agent of change among his own people. You are never more like Jesus than when you serve others. We've got to get back to being a church that understands there exists a truthful, powerful understanding of the critical nature of worship in the life of a believer. We have to be very ardent about that, and I believe that there, there, this church has caught on to that. We come because we're going to worship Jesus together. It is in our worship that we connect with the divine when the finite touches the infinite and where our souls find solace and strength. We understand that worship is not merely an event or a routine, it's a lifestyle of surrender. Legion surrendered his life. He surrendered his life and he surrendered the demons that was bothering him. He went to Jesus. Let me, let me read something to you. 
How many loves that scripture that says the devil will flee from you? Isn't that wonderful? But you got to make sure that you get the right ingredients. You got to make sure that you get the right ingredients because if you're not careful, you're going to run around this world and this town with your family and think that the devil is just going to run from you. He's just going to flee from you at all times. But the scripture says, and I quote tonight in James 4 and 7, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. This is exactly what worship is. We are submitting ourselves therefore to God. And how do we resist? We resist through our submittance and we resist through our worship. There is no greater rise of resistance that comes from a Christian against the wiles of the devil and the carnality of the world than when we gather with each other and we worship with our whole heart. You show me a submitted worshiping church, I'll show you a fleeing devil. And that's what we need this hour that we live in. We need a church that the community knows when they get to death. Devils have to flee. Demons have to run because of the authority of God. Because when we worship, when we submit, the devil will flee. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. Praise God. I want you to lift your hands and lift your voices with me right now. We've stirred up something in this room. We've stirred up something in this room tonight. Hallelujah. Worship is our tangible expression of our surrender to the one who holds the power to deliberate us from our demons allowing God to address them. Addressing them, hear me when I say this, addressing them on our own will not bring deliverance. True deliverance comes through surrendering them to Christ. We've got to trust in God's power to overcome our demons. Philippians 4 and 13, we read, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. 
It's in the presence of the Lord. It's among saints where God gives us that overwhelming power that subdues our enemies, that keeps us with an understanding. It's not macho men that cast out devils. It's submitted men. It's men that have learned to submit themselves, therefore, to God and resist him, and he will flee. The deity of Christ and his absolute supremacy over all creation is a truth that must be emphatically stated. We've got to recognize the deity of Christ. We've got to acknowledge that he's not just a remarkable teacher. He's not just a miraculous healer. He is the son of God. He is the creator of the universe. His authority is over demons. He has the power to transform lives. All power in heaven and earth was given to him. Legion with all of his demons, the world and community had no solution for him but restriction. Jesus didn't want to restrict him Father, he wanted to loose him and let him go, and that's exactly what he did. There is a world that is grappling with Satan right now. And I say this to you in the Holy Ghost. Times are now approaching where people will be running to the church. And we as the church are not going to be able to afford to have an off night or a dead service. We're going to have to be ready because God forbid a demoniac from the world walks into the church to find a group of people that are unsubmitted, that have no authority at all. I want to see the day when they walk in and the devil and the demoniac knows he came to the wrong place because this is a place where we bring our troubles to Jesus. This is a place that we don't fight it with our power. We don't fight it and wrestle with flesh and blood, but it's in him. It's in his power. Worship him with me, would you? I'm almost done. Would you worship him? I feel the window of opportunity to pray. Come on, let's lift up our hands. There is, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I'm feeling in my spirit right now. God bless the church. It is possible sometimes we get a little guilty of spiritual pride. And our worship can be more of show than surrender. I'm going to tell you, folks, this is how you set up to be frustrated with the devil. It's because you take it upon yourself to think that you're the stuff and you can do it. And you get a little prideful. And you say, Lord, 
I've been worshiping you all these years. I've been loving you all these years. Why is this stronghold in my life? Why is this situation the way it is? Well, the truth is that sometimes we allow spiritual pride to get within us. And we want to be the one. I'll be honest with you. We want to be the one that says, listen to me, devil. We, we, we've raised up. I'm going to tell you, we get powerful, but sometimes we get a little too powerful because we want to start doing it in our own name. We want to start doing it for glory and for show. We want to start doing it for Facebook likes and retweets, which it ain't tweets no more. I'm confused by that. But you, some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. But it's about us. It's about our name. And when we've shifted from surrender to God, our resistance is nothing to the devil. I'm going to tell you, without the covering of God, without God's presence in my life, I am no match for the devil. I will lose. I will get beat up. I will be bit down. I'll be like the man in Gadara. I'll be in chains and fetters and in graveyards. I can't let 20-something years of personal devotion give way to spiritual pride. I've got to understand there's one reason I have deliverance. It's because of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and I submit to him. And when I submit to him, the devil will flee when I resist, not because of my name, but because of his name. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name among heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Stand with me. Stand with me. Oh, hallelujah. My goodness. The community looked around and they saw this man that was possessed with the devil. And they saw him sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. There's so many mind games going on with Satan right now. It's getting grips on people like I've never seen before. So much anxiety. So much people can't, can't control. So much fear. Let me tell you, Legion was sitting in his right mind. And I'm going to tell you, the power of God has not weakened one ounce since that miracle. And I'm believing, I believe and I know because of what the scripture says. I'm going to say this to somebody tonight. I'm saying this and I'm not, I'm not preaching to, to backsliders tonight. I'm preaching to some powerful saints. Hear me. You've been addressing your demons long enough. It's time. It's past time that you not raise your voice one more time. But you do like this man out of Gadara that says, I'm going to go to Jesus and I'm going to worship him. I find it so amazing. I find it so amazing, brother. He didn't say one thing. The Bible says he didn't say one thing. He didn't have.
have to say one thing. When you put yourself in a position when God starts talking, all of a sudden the earth starts listening. The world has to listen when God opens his mouth. There comes a time, saint, you just need to be quiet and let God talk to the demon. talked about it, you've talked about it, you've told everybody about it, you've put it on Facebook. But I'm saying it's time for you to put it in the crosshairs of our Lord and let God, let God address, lift your hands if the music would come. Mm. It's time to bring it to the feet of the king. Can I say this to you tonight before we pray and before we come to this place? Legion, I'm telling you, this fella takes away any excuse that you've got. Any excuse that you've got. You have no legitimate reason on why you don't worship. There's no legitimate reason. Legion is living, breathing testimony that nothing can truly stop you from worshiping God. Say, if you won't do it, that's it. You just won't do it. The only thing your demons can do is discourage you from worshiping. They cannot prevent you from worshiping. The Bible says in verse 6, he said, But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Verse 9 says, He asked him, this was the Lord, What is thy name? And he answered saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him that they would not send them away out of the country. But now there was there nigh unto the mountain a great herd of swine feeding. And all of the devils besought him saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. The Bible says they were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. The demons, folks, couldn't stop his worship. They couldn't stop his worship. And let me say this to you. Not only could they not stop his worship, they had to witness his worship. They had to witness his worship. And Legion, folks, didn't even have the Holy Ghost. And some of us have the very power and the presence of God within us. 
My simple question for you is what's keeping you from this altar tonight? What's keeping you from worshiping tonight? We already know the answer. There's nothing. There's nothing that can stop a worshiper from surrendering. There's nothing that can stop a worshiper from coming into the presence of God saying, I'm bringing every negative thing. I'm bringing every negative situation. I'm bringing every negative thought. I'm bringing it into captivity. I'm putting it in your presence. I'm going to worship you in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to 